Welcome to another episode of In the Lab with Hoopsology and happy NBA tip-off. Regular season is underway by the time you hear this episode. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and best friend, Justin Goodrum. Justin, how you doing, man? Doing really good. Excited for the season to tip off about yourself. Yeah, doing well. Um, excited as well. Had a great conversation with you, actually, just last night, uh, talking about goats and what does it take to be the goat and revealing our, our lists for the time being that we've written in pencil, as, as you always do with the goat list. So really fun conversation. If you're looking for some deeper basketball discussion, go check out that episode from earlier this week. We have yet another big task at hand today, a little bit lighter than goat discussion, but we're going to be going into some award predictions for the 2023-2024 NBA regular season. And um, before we do that, though, Justin, th- this has been all the rage. It's it's a buzz kind of every year, but it's it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, more more dramatic, more extreme this year. The banter going on about NBA city jerseys. I just... I, I had seen a few designs that I was, uh, we'll say, less than impressed with and just went through a couple hours before recording and, and reviewed all the jerseys there down a feed. And, uh, man, it, it is rough. It is slim pickings. Um, you are much more of a fashionista and you keep with the trends a, a little bit more than I do. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the NBA City jerseys and then maybe we could talk about our our favorites and least favorites. No, sounds good. Um, I've always kind of had beef with these jerseys. Honestly, I've always thought there was something <laughs> wrong with me just because I'm like, I don't like any of these jerseys. And then um, this is when we first started our show um, back in 2020. We had now he's like in his 20s. But back then um, he was, I think, 16. Um, Sherlock's. I'm always going to screw up his name. S Relics. Yeah. S Relics. Yes. S Relics. Um, a great graphic designer and his jerseys are phenomenal. So, I mean, they're better than any of the jerseys we're going to talk about right now. Yeah. So shout out to him and you can buy jerseys yeah. right off his website. You if, can. if you're interested in something better than a city yep. Jersey. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, you know, and then there are, there are a few variations that I like from past years, you know, like for example, even though I'm not a Phoenix Suns fan, that Valley jersey that they had was really sweet. Like that year that they went to the NBA Finals, that, that was a pretty sweet jersey for a city jersey standard anyway. And the unfortunate thing about this too is that since it's updated yearly, you know, I get it, it's, it's probably maybe making the league a little bit more money. I can't imagine a ton of people are going to buy jerseys this year compared to last year with what they look like now. Um, but now also those, you've kind of turned the page on those city jerseys. I I could see on the one hand, maybe it makes it like a, a cooler, more rare collector's item. I could see some, some like Jersey heads and, you know, big sports fans going nuts about that, which is maybe kind of a cool niche aspect to it, but would also be kind of nice just to see those jerseys on the court a little bit longer with the teams. If, if there is like a design that sticks and hits, you know, so I don't know. I kind of go both ways with it. 
let's go positive with this first. Did you have any in particular that that you liked or even just don't mind seeing the team wearing? Um, I know no dunks kind of hated on it. Toronto, their New Jersey seems cool uh, with the Drake integration. <clears throat> um, let's see what comes to mind. Charlotte, I think their jerseys always look cool. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Just going through all the, I mean, a lot of them are just, oh man. and those are like mediocre. Uh, Boston's yeah. mediocre. The Knicks yeah. are mediocre. The rest are just like atrociously bad. I think, um, oh, I know Minnesota. I actually like their jerseys. I, mm. I like the winter feel. So mm. I feel like that one is kind of different than the other ones, but like the most of them are terrible. But yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, I can respect Minnesota for <clears throat> at least like looking different than, I mean, most of them, honestly, it's like a black jersey and then, you know, some some colored font, like whatever matches the team color. And that's like, that's it. I mean, they look like practice squad jerseys or something like that for the most part. Uh, I like the retro that two teams did. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have like a, it's like a shout out to paying homage Ugh, to the Royals. I hate it. That they were, <laughs> I, I actually kind of like that one. Ugh. And then uh, the jazz with the purple mountains. That's true. But I mean, that's, you know, it, it's not nostalgia. really something new. Yeah. yeah it's it's playing on nostalgia. I mean, I like those uniforms in general, so it's kind of safe. But when you're surrounded by the rest of the jerseys that were presented, you know, those were the ones that stood out to me. I don't mind the Minnesota one as well. I'm not as high on it, maybe, but uh, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's a lot better than, you know, kind of the standard version. Any that struck you as like your absolute least favorite? I do have one. I would say the Wizards. I don't know mm. what they're thinking. That one's pretty atrocious. Um, <laughs> I'll just get on my soapbox for a little bit. I just don't understand. The league has so many deals. They have so many opportunities to work with other brands. How these jerseys are this atrocious is beyond my comprehension. I, I don't I don't understand <laughs> at all um, what their mind state is. And this has been a, a yearly thing with like the Christmas Day jerseys. Yeah. With, you know, it, this has been happening years and years. And to me, the jersey craze is in the 2000s. I mean, with hip hop, really. Everybody wearing jerseys is kind of like a fashion statement. Now, that's not really the case in, in terms of fashion. I mean, I'm, kind of I'm past my prime. I mean, I'm, you know, headed towards 40. But I mean, maybe you go to any public place and you see what college kids are wearing i mean they're not wearing jerseys unless you know they're going to like a sporting event i mean it's not a, a, a fashion choice at least don't kill me on in the comments but I'm, it's, it's not like it was in the 2000s where throwback jerseys were the thing so no you're right you're right um yeah you bring up a lot of good points there and it's it is just kind of odd and I, I think it's maybe just too much volume and, and they've lost creativity with it, like too much frequency of change. They just can't keep up with it. But um, it, it is odd that in a league that really compared to the other leagues, the NBA prides itself on like, oh, our players are so stylish. Like we're all we're into fashion. We've got our pulse on the culture, like all, all this stuff. You know, I mean, this year if you want to say i mean maybe if we're being nice like five of those jerseys might be good Ugh. or passable <laughs> i would say less i would argue less Ugh. but I, i'm not 
a fashionista, as I was saying earlier. My least favorite, Justin, I'll just throw it out real quick and then we can move on to the topic at hand. But um, the putting heat culture on a jersey, oh man, that is rough. Like like the heat font is the same. It's It's things that we've seen. It's kind of a plain black, white, and red jersey. There's nothing cool or unique about the design, but man, just printing out heat culture and you know me, I've, I ride with the heat. I mean, they're not my team, but I respect that franchise, but it's like, if, if I were to like text our friends and just randomly like demand that you guys call me by a nickname, like it all of a sudden (laughs) makes, makes it like not cool, you know, like, agreed. Okay. You guys, you got to call me big shot bob like what you're not robert ori and your name's not bob at all why are you asking for this like it didn't happen organically like heat culture happened with the media and fans like organically so to hear and and see the organization i get they're trying to like sort of have this back and forth maybe you could argue but it's kind of like eh, don't say the thing don't put it on that jersey just doesn't work for me no agreed I feel the same way. I mean, they had cool jerseys in the past with just the Miami Vice colors. I mean, those jerseys were yeah, I thought were pretty cool. Yeah. So me too. doing this is a huge step back to say the least. So yeah, agreed. No, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, in the past they've been some of my favorite jerseys as well. Yeah. Let's move on. You guys can let us know what what's your favorite and least favorite um city jerseys that you've seen. Will you be buying one? Uh, at all i'm gonna assume no but hey tell me if if you are actually gonna do that we're gonna get into regular season awards here just throwing out our predictions um we're gonna go through maybe like the least enticing awards all the way up to mvp to finish out here so um let's start let's let's go ahead and get right into it this is for the 2023 2024 regular season Season's just starting. This is before tip-off when we're recording this. Justin, who do you got? I'll let you lead this one for Coach of the Year. Uh, This one was tough, but I really think typically with this award, it's kind of like the up-and-coming team that no one sees coming kind of gets the momentum. And I got to go with Mark, um, I'm going to butcher his name, Dagnault. Dagnault, I think. think. That, That sounds like a screw, like you hammer yeah <laughs> um, i get a dagnault to like help put up this frame but anyways um i just feel with check honren back and then you have um shea Giltress alexander um along with him just thunder have been rising in years past and i just feel like they're the next sacramento kings um as long as they stay healthy i think they just secure like the top fifth top five seed um, I, I think it's a lock. I, I don't hmm. think, um, I mean, honestly, it's interesting because if your pick, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts in terms of how well you think that team's going to do without spoiling it. Because if your pick isn't within the top six seed of that conference, um, I would tend to agree with you just because I think they're less talented than the Thunder. But um, barring any team coming out of nowhere, um, I got to go with Degnault, um, just in terms of coach of the year, just because of Thunder are going to surprise a lot of people this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really considered, um, the, the pick that you made there, um, 
he was among like my top three for sure. And this one is difficult to predict. And I almost wonder if kind of, you know, a lot of people, including like Bill Simmons, some of the big podcasts have been talking about, you know, the OKC Thunder as like this sleeper in the West. You almost wonder if that like gives them too much buzz that might <laughs> affect this award. But I agree. He could be a big candidate, especially like you said, if if their top five seed in a competitive West, which both you and I liked them, I believe for the fifth seed, it, this is definitely within reach. I tried to go sort of against my own thinking. I believe I had the Atlanta Hawks as the seventh seed in the East. Now looking at maybe a little less stability, even compared to when we talked back then in the Eastern mm-hmm. conference, you have to understand I'm not a big Trey young guy. I'm not a big Atlanta Hawks guy anyway by default but quinn snyder does have a good track record in the past and so it would surprise me if they got like above the six seed like you were saying and i do think he has the potential to transform them in that way and surprise even against my own predictions and if he does that then i think he's in the conversation as well so quinn snyder was my pick here in a way i'm just kind of and this goes with some of the other picks on my list too. I'm just kind of try to find what we're not seeing quite yet and, and go a little bit against what everyone's predicting. So kind of rolling the dice here with the Hawks. Now it's the same token. I mean, some of the problems on their roster, if they don't figure them out and if they're not trying hard and committed, like they should be under Snyder, then this could go the total opposite way. This could be a team that potentially misses the play-in game if if things go poorly. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Let's move into most improved player of the year award. I like your pick here, Justin. Why don't you go ahead and give it to us? Yeah. Got to go with Cade Cunningham. Um, Suffered as a brutal injury last season. Um, Had a strong rookie year, finished third. Um, and I think his stats are strong and as long as he stays healthy, I, I really think he's in line for this award. Um, my only hesitancy is just him getting hurt. Um, that's my only worry. And especially with the Pistons where they're just going to be kind of forgotten about. So anything that's even remotely sniffing being competitive within the play in tournament, I think it's going to go a lot to Kay Cunningham in terms of the credit. So, um, I have him as a pick, but I like your pick as well. I think honestly, I feel comfortable with your pick compared to mine, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, yours would be along the lines of kind of the comeback kid award, which we have seen. Um, you know, you wonder if, um, if Fultz from Orlando can also like be in this conversation, depending on how he looks Uh, just your pick kind of made me think of, of him as a potential candidate as well. My pick uh, it's really one of the only chances I get here for some home cooking. So (laughs) I went with a rocket and he has been on a lot of people's lists. So I'm not the only one picking him, but Alperen Shangun, uh, I love this player. Uh, I have a Shangun jersey, um, <laughs> and I, I'm hoping he is like the linchpin to a more successful rocket season. I mentioned it on a previous episode that you know they're over under was 31 and a half wins this season. My car mechanic is 
committed to me that uh, they're going to win at least 35. Roosh told <laughs> us they're going to win 32 or 33 games. If they're this successful, and based on what Coach Doka has said and how he's used Shangun, Shangun's going to be a big part of that sort of pivot. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be phenomenal this year, but he'll be a part of that pivot towards being a better franchise and maybe a team that soon has a winning record after this season. Um, so I've got him. I could also see Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. being a candidate here, uh, given that he had what was considered to be kind of a weak first year. And based on some of the things Roosh Williams told us about him being the X factor for this team, you can see if he averages like if he gets a hot shooting hand and averages 20 plus points per game, you could see him as, as a candidate for this award as well. Could go a lot of different ways. Uh, wanted to also pick Coach Doka as coach of the year, but I don't know. I think there's controversy there, and I don't think the Rockets are going to win enough games ultimately mm -hmm. for that. Um, let's go ahead and move into defensive player of the year. And <laughs> I, I like your pick here as well. It's kind of, a bold pick, but based on some of the things that, that we've seen, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, hopefully I'm not spoiling it too much there, but yeah. we'll lay it on us. Uh, well, I gotta give credit to Cedric and I think he's our, our buddy. Um, and he's been sending pictures of this player, <laughs> uh, throughout the preseason. And I'm like, God, he's, he's just, and it's not Photoshopped. He's so gigantic. He's so athletic. Looks Photoshopped. What, what the hell? <laughs> Um, and I saw other people pick him too. So I'm like, I'm not off here. I'm going to go with Victor Wimbenyama. I, I just think he's just a freak athlete. What he can do, um, I think he's going to surprise people defensively. I know a lot of people actually uh, think the Spurs are going to be kind of a surprise team in the West yeah. um, to maybe make their way into the play-in tournament. So I picked, I just picked him. I think, to me, I was like, do I pick Giannis? Do I pick Bam? I'm like... I just think Victor's is a freak athlete. He's just like unlike anybody we've ever seen before. Sure, <laughs> I'll go with him for defensive player of the year. I uh, may totally have egg in my face, but you know, let it ride. Sure. No, I think people and voters are itching to put him on ballots. I think the other thing that's interesting about this too is that let's say Chet Holmgren has a really good season and he's he will be eligible to win rookie of the year. Yeah. So defensive player of the year could be also like a consolation award for Victor Wembanyama if he's not uh, the front runner for rookie of the year. So I've, I like that pick too. Um, my pick was based on looking around the conference and where I predicted the standings to be particularly in the Eastern conference, but around the league as a whole, like you look at the Suns, sorry, but they don't really have a defensive threat. The Nuggets, same thing. I mean, Aaron Gordon is a pretty solid defender, tries hard, but he's not really going to be like a defensive player of the year candidate, uh, in my opinion. Celtics, maybe too much depth to be considered, and they don't have Robert Williams anymore. Bucks, you know, Brooke Lopez, will he keep things up? Maybe he could be a potential candidate. But another team at the top of the Eastern Conference was the Cleveland Cavaliers. And for them to have success, Jared Allen is going to have to have a big year. So I took a risk here, not an overwhelming. I mean, he's had some nice block highlights over the course of his career, not an overwhelming force at the rim. So counting on him to take a leap, teaming up with Mobley there 
We'll see what happens, but just kind of based on where I expect them to go at third in the East, I am giving him the nod here and also just trusting that maybe voters want to mix things up a little bit, find a different narrative to go with. It's it's an outlier candidate, so we'll see. I might look foolish depending on how he performs here. No, no. Um, I think that's pretty um, accurate. You know, defensive player is always tricky. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a momentum award, kind of like those all under the radar. It's kind of up to him. It's like, like one of my least favorite awards to predict. This one and the next one, this full disclosure. Um, not yeah. a true fan of, to be honest. But Yeah, if the Heat have a good year, I like Bam for this award. Yeah, me too. If, uh, if the Knicks... Or I'm sorry, if uh, the Sixers find some some stability, you know, Embiid is also a threat on this award. Like if he's not going to be, again, kind of a kind of a consolation prize. Like I said, yeah. for your pick of Wemby, could be for Embiid as well if he's not uh, front runner for MVP like he was yeah. last season. Um, now another kind of tricky one to put. Yeah, to put down six man of the year award, Justin, why don't you lay yours on us? Yeah. Um, he's been on some people's list. Um, I went with Malik Monk. Um, I know on some odds he's like plus 1200 on fan dual sports books. So he's kind of a little bit of a long shot, but I do believe that especially with the Kings and kind of, I know they're, they're a little bit inconsistent within the playoffs. And I think, you know, that might happen just due to, this King's not being a surprise. They're going to need it from Malik Monk just to have that boost off the bench. So that's why I kind of went with him. That's what he can offer. I know um, he played for Lakers before and he had a pretty solid debut when he got with the Kings. So um, I went with him. Um, just not feeling the best about it, but just due to the Kings circumstances, I'm willing just to take the chance on him. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm going to change my pick. I originally, I'll, I'll admit, I originally had Westbrook on here. Um, I think he still could be a candidate. I think people are feeling some some empathy for Westbrook and his situation and how he's just kind of like fallen off the mountain of, of stardom, a status in the league. Uh, he could still be a big contender. I want to actually go to Eric Gordon. <laughs> um, and, and that's based on, you know, the injury issues that already in, in game one, we heard, you know, Beal, Bradley Beal is having back spasm issues, likely won't be playing tonight unless things change yeah. between now and tip off. Um, so Gordon, he, he may be borderline, like getting too many minutes at the starting position to qualify for this award, but I think he's going to get a lot of volume. You could see also from the Suns team, like Grayson Allen being a potential candidate. People don't like him as much <laughs> because of his history at Duke. That's true. And that does factor into awards. People love Eric Gordon, and there's no reason not to. I like Eric Gordon as well. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and pencil him in as my pick here for pick. man of the year. Um and I like your pick for Malik Monk as well. It's it's a team that's pretty deep and I think their second unit is he's going to have some legit opportunities to shine, get some open shots and he's kind of kind of like a JR Smith, you know, a microwave kind of guy from the perimeter who can put up points in bunches and that typically as we've seen in the past 
does pretty well. Like you think of like Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, those types putting up points in limited minutes. Uh, Malik Monk could definitely do that. So I, I like your yeah. pick here as well. Um, <laughs> rookie of the year award. There's, I would say most people agree. There's three front runners here. It's Wemby, it's Scoot, it's Chet Holmgren. Justin, do you have one of those three? Or are you going way outside the box here? No, I'm being boring. I'm picking what people have dubbed the alien, um, Victor Wimbyama. Um, just freak athlete. I think if he stays healthy, that's the only thing. I mean, big may concern me, but I just think what he can do, um, I think he's pretty much the front runner. But I will say with Chet Hondren, that's going to be a fun battle. I think just, you know, Chet's not the one to, to you know, back down. He talks trash. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's going to be really entertaining battle between, you know, two of the younger players in the league. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But with, but with Victor, I just think he's going to be an elite player in this league. Yeah, I'm with you here. I mean, if if we assume health, and that's what I want to yeah. do, I think Wemby runs away from it. We already, uh, he's, he's the new highlight craze. Like, like the last highlight craze I can think of was looking at LaMelo ball clips when he first started cooking in Charlotte, like when they had that season where they made the play in tournament, you know, um, now Wemby is that highlight guy where you, every game, there's something there that's like, Oh my goodness, look at this. Look at this alien, like you said earlier, just yeah. <laughs> doing things. He's he's that super tall monster, you know, right now. That's true. <laughs> in uh, Space Jam. So, um, yeah, I've I've got to go with Wemby. Uh, either of those other two guys, I think, are going to get enough minutes under them, especially Scoot. Like, if, if Scoot can really pop as a point guard, he's going to put up numbers. And I think maybe be able to at least stay in the conversation for a little bit. Like maybe it won't be quite as big of a runaway as it was with Paolo Bancaro last year, but ultimately, yeah, I'm with you. I, I just can't pick against Wemby. Um, so we come to our last award here, Justin. And then just to throw this out, if you want to pick a champion before the season gets started, maybe we'll do that too. Well, think about that. I just want to throw that out right now so I don't surprise you in, in like three minutes gotcha. after this. But let's go, and I don't mind picking mine first. I'm happy to share it. Um, but let's go with our MVP picks. Um, Justin, you got a good one. I love your pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, bias, maybe bias because I live in the um, same city um, as this gentleman, and they're doing the ring presentation as I speak. I'm going with Nikolai Jokic. Um, mm. I just feel like he has less pressure compared to the other players in the league that might be in the running. And I just think compared to last year, I think the Nuggets are going to probably fall under the radar. Um, it's funny you bring up this the title picks. That's just spoiler. Might factor into my pick as well. <laughs> um, I just feel like with him, he's always consistent. He always makes his team better. He's very similar. He reminds me, it's going to be a weird comparison, a lot of LeBron in terms of him being able to do a little but have maximum impact. You know, you see a lot of players like Derrick Rose in his prime where it's just like, he's got a, it's just like a maximum struggle for him. He has to exert a lot of energy to right. help the rest of his team compared he's to efficient. the joke. Yeah, the Joker, he's very efficient. 
it doesn't seem like he's just expending a ton of energy out there. He is very, he's very athletic in a different way, like you said, Matt. And he's very, very smart in terms of how he uses his basketball IQ. So um, that's why I have him as MVP, but I know there's other sexier picks and I like your pick too. I'm biased. I'm the person you pick is he's my favorite player in the league. So. Can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you picked my favorite person in the league as MVP, so that's that's part yeah, of the yeah. reason I, I love your <laughs> pick. Um, and you're you're right on the money there. The, another thing I'll add is that because of his efficiency, if I know he's had little little dings and bruises here and mm-hmm. there, but I'm not overall as worried about injuries for Jokic in spite of him being massive you know when you see him in person I'm not as worried about him on the injury list as uh some other players maybe even the player that I'm about to mention but I let me ask before I give you my pick where do you feel because so much happened last season so like Embiid won the MVP and then it felt to me from what I was reading and seeing it felt like a lot of voters had like remorse that like ah we picked Embiid because he was kind of making a lot of noise about this and then the Kendrick Perkins you know controversy happened all that it seemed like there was a lot of voters remorse and then we're getting into this narrative starting the season where Charles Barkley actually apologized to the Nuggets organization for TNT not having Jokic on one of their advertisement graphics for opening night. He said, like, why don't we have Joker on here? This is ridiculous. I'm sorry to that franchise, which I think is true. I mean, I don't think Charles Agreed. Barkley made that graphic, but I no. think good for him to bring up that point anyway. Agreed. Um, so tell me where you are. There, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Do you think, I mean, obviously you picked him, so I'm assuming you don't think voter fatigue will be a factor. Do you think it's, I don't know, is, is that something that, you know, kind of gives you pause? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he's won it two times before. So, I mean, he's gunning for his third MVP. So it's not like that he's adverse to winning it. Um, I I just think with him, you know, let's keep, keep it real. This goes for any sport. And I think for team sports, you know, that's kind of the cool thing is that you could be quiet and just do your job and you can get get the accolades and make tons of money compared to maybe individual sports, which you need a big bombastic personality to get more opportunities. But, you know, in terms of him winning a third time and, you know, competing with such a tough, you know, contending class. I mean, I've seen every, anybody from like LeBron to Jason Tatum um, to just, Joel Embiid, just, you know, you go down the line of just Giannis. I mean, there's so many guys that can win it. I mean, it's just really, really tough, um, including your pick as well. So the competition is steep. And I think, honestly, he, even though kind of that's my heart picking him, I mean, it's keeping it real. He needs like a phenomenal season to to even have a shot, in my opinion, just due to what happened in years past. So, Yeah, it's kind of weird because there's this like, unspoken threshold now where the media gets kind of weird with it. And and this is also just fans and randos on Twitter and wherever conversation is happening, but it's like, ah, we can't, you know, so-and-so has two MVPs. We can't give him another MVP. Then he'd have more MVPs where I tend to look at it as like, look, this is supposed to say like, who was the most outstanding player of this regular season in the moment. Yeah. Um, Which true. I think it was it was a big part of my problem with last year's voting, you know, Kendrick Perkins thing aside, 
is like, well, let's, let's just look at it. Let's just compare them. Let's not say like, you know, compare Jokic to Embiid. And yeah, you can make a case like Embiid might be more impactful on def- the defensive end, you know, et cetera. And he's having an amazing offensive statistics. I'm, I'm certainly not outraged that Embiid got the MVP last year, but I think um, it, it's just feels a little different. Like the conversation, like, I don't know. We talked just the other night about Larry Bird winning three MVPs in a row in the eighties. I don't know if it goes down quite that way in, in like the modern era now. I don't think uh, so. But there's also, as you brought up, there's so much competition. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I do think he has a shot just simply because I think at the end of the day, so many people deep down do like Jokic. And now that he's over that title hump, maybe that removes some of the narrative of like, this guy hasn't even won a title. We can't give him multiple MVP, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, I'll give you my pick. Uh we mentioned earlier in the season that or before the season began our Western conference predictions that there's a team with a very kind of last dance feel to them. This might be the last year this core assembled. They won the title in 2022. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that if some chips fall their way, they could do this again. They have one of the most outstanding players of this generation, and that's my pick. You've probably guessed it by now. It's the Golden State Warriors, and it's Steph Curry. Um, last year, he had an incredible statistical season. There was just a Draymond punch to Jordan Poole that kind of ruined the chemistry on that team for a while. They sided with Draymond Green when push came to, to shove. They traded Jordan Poole away. Look, this is not my first pick for the title. If we're going to predict that in a minute here, they were, I believe also my seven seed for the Western conference. So like just getting in, but having to go through that play in tournament, they would be set up against the Kings who you and I both picked as the two seed. I could see them making it through there. I don't know if they can get through the nuggets or the Suns or the Lakers. They, they would need maybe some help there or things to look a lot different, but if they clear all these hurdles uh, and if they're, if they're playing, you know, maybe like top six seed range, people love Steph Curry uh, and, and rightfully so. And I don't think it's hard to imagine if he's having another great statistical year and the Warriors are doing just better than last year. And maybe voters are fatigued on Jokic and Giannis who Giannis is a real threat to win an MVP too, in spite of the Dame trade. Um, but I, you look at like the Bucks and the Celtics and with the new pieces they added, usually that kind of calms people down on voting for MVP for them. So again, kind of like my pick of Coach Snyder for Coach of the Year. Steph may be a bit more of an outlier compared to years past, but I think he's got a puncher's chance here. Yeah, I think he's got a good shot. I think, again, I would go maybe top five seed for him to have a realistic chance um, just due to – People, I think, like Steph Curry, but I don't think they, unless he's like, has a historical season where he's this unanimous MVP, I feel like it's easy for the media to put other players above him and not really appreciate his greatness. So I think that's Mm. what's going to hurt him. But we'll see. Mm. I mean, I'm always down for Steph Curry, so (laughs) I I wouldn't call it impossible, that's for sure. So Yeah. So uh, let's, since, uh, you know, we haven't tipped off yet, uh, I wanted to just throw out title predictions. You know, it's pretty low stress. We don't know 
what injuries are going to happen. We don't know all, all the other stuff, how the chips may fall that change teams destinies. You know, hopefully it's not stuff like injuries and, and bummer stuff like that, but stuff happens. It's, it's a long season. It's a grind. There's chaos all around uh, leading right into the playoffs and during the playoffs. As you all know, if you've ever watched a season of basketball, uh, I want to give my picks real quick and, and give you time to think about yours, Justin. I see um, the Giannis and Dame thing being a great Batman and Robin situation. So for the time being, even though I think Celtics on paper are deeper than them, I'm going to go with the Bucks to come out of the East for right now. And I am going to pick the Nuggets to continue out of the West. I just, I really like continuity. And I think they're still, in spite of all the change in the West, I think they're still constructed better than anyone. And we know and appreciate how Jokic elevates his teammates so that even if on paper it doesn't look as good as maybe the Phoenix Suns or something like that, you know, those guys on paper are playing a little bit better just because Jokic is on that paper. So I got Nuggets, Bucks. Ironically, that's the regular season game I went to last season. I've got them in my finals matchup, and I've got the Nuggets as the NBA champions. Justin, any thoughts on who's coming out of each conference and, yeah. and your champion? Yeah, I'm going to be boring um, and, and almost agree with you. Um, the only difference we have is I pick in the Celtics to come out of the East. Um, yeah. I think this is the year. I think they're super desperate, and I think they're going to be super motivated, but I think they will fall to the Denver Nuggets. I just think too consistent um i think really solid defensively um and i've seen some things from the Celtics have been pretty concerning in terms of kind of clutch situations so i'm going with the denver nuggets as your back-to-back champions um same as you Matt. i guess i'll go maybe if i have to think of like a quick sleeper since i picked steph as mvp i'll go warriors as a sleeper in the west um, even though I like a, a bunch of teams actually better than the Warriors, but <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that MVP pick um, and uh, go with the Warriors as a sleeper team out West. Uh, for the Eastern Conference sleeper team, I find I find to be a little bit difficult. I'm going to have to consult the list here real quick. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it gets, it gets rough after like the top four so i don't even know uh where to go so i guess i can't really see the heat making a long run again i don't know if they'd qualify as a sleeper actually let, let me say i'll go long shot i don't like this team i don't see this happening but if we get all of a sudden some stability and a great season from joel Embiid, maybe the 76ers are your sleeper team out east I would not pick that or bet on that personally. <laughs> they're radioactive, but if they, you know, if they're somehow able to pull it together, um, that's not seems improbable right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, agreed. Do you have any uh, particular sleepers in mind? Oh, uh, I think a sleeper team might be the Kings. I just think that really with that home court, that can really carry you in terms of momentum. So even though I think they're going to be a high ranked C, I don't think anybody's really taking them seriously as like a title contender, but I think they might make some noise in my advance um, pretty deep. So I think they might be a sleeper and I would say maybe the Pelicans. I don't know. I really just still like Zion when he's healthy. And I just think, mm, I like that. He can just stay healthy. 
Um, I think the Pelicans can always be a force, but I'm very uneasy about that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like those picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I've, we both kind of predicted disaster for the Pelicans, unfortunately. But yeah, you could see if uh, if things go not as expected, there's there's a shot there. They've certainly yeah. um, been great when Zion has been on the floor. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Let us know again, your favorite and least favorite city jerseys. Let us know where you agree and disagree with us on picks and let us know your own picks as far as these regular season awards and who you see winning the title. Justin and I very high on the nuggets. Uh, a lot of other people are too. So I don't think there's anything shocking about that, but Maybe if we're not seeing something as, as far as a potential sleeper, you know, let us know. I know Lakers fans are going to be, you know, maybe screaming at us too. Although I don't know. I don't know if they're in that sleeper range personally, but you know, take it to the comments. If, if you feel right. differently, um, by the way, you can email the show at hoopsologypod at gmail.com. Once again, check out all of our great interviews, either on the video archive on YouTube or on our podcast feed. We are, proudly brought to you by ball is life right. and will continue to be throughout the season and hope you guys enjoy the ride of this regular season. We'll be breaking things down for you as usual, every single week with great interviews and also these in the lab analysis episodes. So for Justin Goodrum, I'm Matt Thomas. Take care. Enjoy the first week of the NBA season. Have a happy Halloween. If we don't see you before then and peace out. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Hoopsology, presented by Boss Life. If you have comments or questions about this episode, please email hoopsologypod at gmail.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on all social media platforms.